Christmas. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupes Holiday Special. Our first Merry seasonal episode. Season's in, greetings. In a week. Merry Christmas in a week. <laughs> um, uh, this is the last of our episodes for 2020 as well. Um, we like to shake things up. We liked uh, last time we looked at in the last special we did. We looked at um, imaginary sequels to some of our significant films in our life. I was going to say some of our favourite films, but they weren't our favourite films. They were just, no. they were just significant that was films. Lockdown to Electric Boogaloo. Yes. yes. So we had to honour that title uh, with the, with the sort of theme of the episode. And our first lockdown um, a quarantine episode, we looked at phrases in the media at the time that now people are going to be absolutely sick of, but. We looked at phrases like quarantine lockdown and we gave them a, a sort of movie spin as as creatives will be doing in this time period to try and sell their ideas. Um, <laughs> with me, I have Dan and Ryan, the Slash Dupe uh, alums and regulars. Um, how are you feeling about Hello. this Christmas episode? Good, good. I, I'm not duping, so uh, I've had a time to come up with uh, an idea. And it's one that um, I've just I've gone I've gone silly. <laughs> okay, good. Because we know you always go I... so serious all the time. <laughs> yeah, euthanasia camps, death camps. Yeah, of course. You know, um, it's it's shock or oh, <laughs> oh. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that one. I have done what I always do mm. and vastly prepared. I've basically written half a script. Of course. Um, yeah. I've really I've been really robust. Um, really, <laughs> no, I tried. I tried. Um, and then. And then, and then your kid threw coffee all over it. So now it's all exactly gone. Exactly what happened. <laughs> and I'm really disappointed because it's the first time I've super prepared, <laughs> and now I've basically got three lines. Um, it's so a it's Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and we and that's uh, three more than you normally would we have. We are, we are. Well, it, all of that pales in comparison because we are honoured to have our friend, our dear friend, and friend of the show um, in Spain um, with us today as a guest for the Christmas episode. We have Joffrey with us. Hello, Joffrey. Hello. Hello, Hello everyone. How are you? Good. It's very wonderful good. to be here. Yeah, we're very excited to have you. We, I, yeah, it's very exciting. I'm, I was, I was honoured to find out that you actually listen to the podcast because yes, our I friends have a tendency to be sick of our voices by the time we stop seeing them, and I don't, <laughs> no, they can't bear yeah, delving into it. I have a very long commute to work. It's about an hour and a half bus ride either way, and you literally yeah, saved ridiculous. my sanity. So <laughs> I, I listen to you weekly. I'm very happy. We would expect to do the opposite normally. So that's nice that that's, that's, that's good to hear. No, I, I end up giggling on the bus and being really embarrassed about it. Most <laughs> of the time. You know, it's fine. Oh, that's really sweet. And today I have followed in Dan's footsteps and vastly prepared. <laughs> but my dog gave my homework. So. Oh no! He doesn't even have a dog. That's the most amazing. <laughs> oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be really annoyed. Um, and so I, I also heard that I'll talk about the structure in a minute. But I heard that you have potentially two ideas. One of them is a, is a good one, and one of them is a is a backup or a silly one. Have yeah, I so I have two ideas in my head. One of them feels a lot sillier than the other. Okay, uh, but I might not say which one is which, and then leave. Yeah, I'll tell you that after I see your reactions. We, we often find that the ideas people have in the pocket end up being the ones we prefer. Being the better ones. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although we did get the opportunity to choose our own titles mm. and Sean knows them all because he's in charge. And I think we might... Do we have a double up? 
think yeah. you and I might have so a double I, I did know, and I was uh, I was supposed to touch base beforehand to make sure there are no conflicts uh, with the titles because um, I that went well. That <laughs> no, I didn't, really I didn't well. do it. Um, <laughs> I sent out a list of Christmas films um, because what we're going to do for this episode is we're going to take uh, a, a classic Christmas film title because we're all about titles in Slash Deep, um, and we're going to remove the film itself as if it had never been made. So we're just left with the title, and that gives us free reign. It's completely up to gra up for grabs for us to do whatever we like with it. Now, I imagine that like they won't have a heavy uh, holiday or seasonal connotation to them, but they might. It's it's it, you can do whatever you, it's your it's the title. It's your title to do whatever you want with because the title that it's based on, the film that's based on, has not and does not exist in this universe for this for this next hour and a half. So, I I only just found out a few minutes ago that yes, both of you have the same title out of all of the Christmas films. Um, and there were things like we had, we had um, A Wonderful Life is on there. We had uh, Christmas Carol. We had Elf, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Love Actually, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, even like Outliers, like The Apartment. So there were so many to choose from. So the fact that both of you or two of you have come up with the same idea and that you use the same title is, is kind of wonderful and has a, a foot in the Slash Deep world. So I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to finding out how different they are as well. But it just it it's it begs the question who's gonna go first? How do we wanna structure oh. the two that are the same? I think for my Christmas present, I'd like you to go <laughs> first, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Oh, you never you get the chance first. to do oh, this. Yeah, that would be lovely. I didn't know that was gonna happen. Um genuinely <laughs> no, you didn't. because, because <laughs> I told Dan a present. ten minutes ago before we started that I barely had an idea. So he's hanging me out to drive. And now you know how it feels. <laughs> <Sounds like that>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. All, All right. right, Sean. Well, I'll take over the hosting duties then. Sean, what is your Christmas film and title, and what is the idea that you've come up with? Well, I have gone with the classic that everybody remembers that I'm going to furiously Google right now because I should have done this earlier, and it's Deck the Halls. I'm going for the film Deck oh, the I Halls. Oh, I know that. Is that Tim Allen? Is that Tim Allen in it? I would, I liked, I'd like to say yes, <laughs> but I have to Google it first. Maybe it's not. Was that in the list? Are you using your host privileges to choose I, I, another film? I am. So I thought what I'd do is to avoid, I thought oh, I'll be really clever. No one will have the same film. It won't happen. I'll pick one and I'll leave it off the list. That's what I thought, right? I thought I'd be really, yeah. really clever. And then I forgot to chase up on uh, both of you and you, <laughs> you picked the same one. Which I'm... It 100% isn't Tim Allen. So I've mixed, I've conflated two that it is not. Oh, there are two films, aren't there? Hang on, let, let me just do this off the record. Let me find out which one I actually mean. Oh, it's clearly not this one. Okay, hold on a second. So I did all my research for this film. Hang on, this is off the record as well. And then I completely forgot everything about it. So I just need to bring it up for a second. Is it the one with Matthew Broderick? Yeah, and Danny DeVito. And Danny Christian DeVito. Chenoweth. So we'll have to cut out the bit where I have no yeah, idea okay, what Yeah, okay, we can do that. As well. So we'll go, we'll go again. <laughs> So it's welcome to welcome to behind the curtain. Right? This, is how, <laughs> hey, this, this is, is how we make the this magic. This is actually mate. fascinating. I'm very happy I'm seeing this. Do we, some googling we leave on the stream, some we take out. It just depends how yeah, well we, we come out. across, or how or how stupid we look if we don't know <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Right? Do you want to go from the top again? Because it's not actually much that sure. we're doing there, was it? Uh, all right, I'll take over hosting duties. So, Sean, you have what? Is, um, I'll take over hosting duties, Sean. The title that you've chosen, what is it? And what is the film that it never became? Well, I, I wanted to go left field. So I, I wanted to actually take um, 
the idea of one film that's a, that's a popular Christmas film and the title of another one and make a completely different film uh, from those two. So I've taken the 2006 film, Deck the Halls. Now that's, um, uh, yes, it is on a few best Christmas lists, but you know, it's number 35 or, do you, do you? (laughs) Everybody rallies round the the log fire and you'll sit down and watch (laughs) Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick's Deck the Halls. Um, So IMDb lists it as two neighbors have it out after one of them decorates his house for the holidays so brightly that it can be seen from space. Now, what's fascinating about this is, and you can see where I went to, go on, Dan. Sorry. That pitch would have won on another slash. Track, <laughs> really, it really would have, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's so yeah, good. It really would have. <laughs> and, it, and it just begs the question, why is the film not, you know, the five-star classic that it deserves to be? Because we didn't pitch it. That's what it was. Just give it to us. <laughs> it is. So I've, I've taken Deck the Halls and, and, I, and I connected to the word space. I thought, okay, that's interesting. And then I thought about the phrase Deck the Halls. And part of me thinks that obviously it comes from the song, the Christmas song, Deck the halls. Someone wants to finish it off. Me, who wants to sing it for me? Oh, is it copyright? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But with bells of holly. Yes. Fa-la-la-la-la. Exactly. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, beautiful. But I wanted to, to completely disambiguate it from that, and I wanted to say, what if deck the halls? If you just, I, not, I'm not just taking the idea away. I'm taking the title away. So uh, from its original meaning, I'm not taking it away. Don't give, don't give me that face. <laughs> this is why I go last and my pitch is the worst, objectively, right? Okay, you did this, Dan. All right, this is your fault. No, well, I, what I didn't do was go, here's the title and we're not going to use it. <laughs> I'm going to change the whole meaning of the title. So deck the halls. If someone says oh, okay. deck the halls to you, what that actually means yeah. in this universe that I have created now, it is that you, that you, you are decking the halls out in order to... Wait, hold on. No, that's what it actually. <laughs> I. This is so this exciting. Is, this is a, that's what it. Wait. Let me roll back. Now, hold on a minute. Let me roll back. Okay, wait. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm taking deck the halls, right? And I'm taking Die Hard, and I'm putting Die Hard in space, right? So I know people were saying. <laughs> wait, I know people were saying Die Hard in space was Lockout with Guy Pearce. I enjoyed that film. Not a great film, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But I'm properly going diehard in space. So I'm having a corporate office building spaceship in space. So I'm taking the actual plot from Die Hard, which I recognize is known to many people as a Christmas movie. Um, but I'm not utilizing the title. That's thrown away. So it's still free for somebody to use if they so desire. I'm using the premise of Die Hard in space. And I'm calling it Deck the Halls. And Deck the Halls, this is what I was getting at earlier on. I need, you needed the context. Deck the Halls is what the, the people say to each other in the movie which means get ready. So it's like, get this place ready for an ambush. Get this place ready right. for the criminal is coming. Get this place ready. Right. So it's got an almost like a salt on Precinct 13 feel and like deck the halls is like what you say when you're like, I'm, I'm making it a new phrase is what I'm saying. It's going to mean like batten the, bat the hatches. It's going to be like yeah. deck the halls. And then he leaves like the, deck. And the so president like of the United States you, of um, space leaves the, the room. You know? <laughs> If you have something that's decked out, you know, it's got all the stuff in there. So it's sort of like the opposite of that, isn't it? It's where instead of having it all already, yeah. you're getting ready for it. What are we going to do? We got we got no men. The president of space is on his own in that space capsule. What are we going to do? And he turns to like, you know, the space corporal and he's like, deck the halls. And that's like, you know what I mean? That's like the title and the title comes in. 
So this is what I'm doing. I'm changing the whole meaning of Deck the Halls. Not, I'm not just, you know, I'm, I'm making it the new cool epic phrase to say. Um, now the film has no plot. I've not thought about it beyond that at all. It's surely it should be the the U.S. Imataken is the name of the thing, which is Nakatomi backwards, of right? Course. So you've got a yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> it's sli- just like the space. space U.S. Embassy or something, right? Like it has to be. Yeah, it's got over the top. Yeah, and yeah. it's as bad and it has as to be terrorists. Surely, like, of course, space terrorists. terrorists. Yeah. Space terrorists, space yeah. terrorists. <laughs> and they want to like cause a black hole to destroy like the entire of space, you know, or like or something. Like they want to do, so, you know, what I mean, it's got to be sort of the equivalent. Well, of maybe like, it's the embassy. They've got all the important. They're having the the Christmas. It's not Christmas, but they're having a very important meal mm-hmm. there. So all the embassies are joining up to this town, dropping off the the important people around the round the globe, around the the galaxy, and. Then they're going to get. They're going to try and blow them all up at once. Yeah, that's yeah. it. All of the space world leaders, alien world leaders from around the world, from around the universe. Oh, well, we've got aliens. Oh, in I've, this I've as just, well. I've just aliens? decided there's aliens in it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so now it's a little bit like Fifth Element as well. You know, a little bit like sort of uh, Olympus has fallen, and I want it to be really trashy and terrible, like Olympus has fallen. You know, like it's so po-faced. Like we... It thinks it's clever. It's not like Die Hard in that sense. It thinks it's <laughs> about politics, mm. but it's not really. Um, okay, so and then it comes up with blinder of the li- the blinder line because we all sat and watched Olympus Fallen together. <laughs> no, no, that was London's um, Fallen. Let's we were really London's looking forward to watching we... the third one. We will, we will after lockdown. <laughs> we'll watch it. Tomorrow. But we all just there is one epic yeah. line in that that we were just all nodded our heads very sadly. It's <laughs> like it it's everything that they've tried to do to to um, you know uh, move the wor- world forwards you know progress and evolve the world that film undoes all of that doesn't it it's just an incredibly so one, in one, like sentence. one sentence <laughs> so and it's, it's a Jared film Butler, that was trying to be good and failed miserably and is a terrible terrible film definitely but like unlike okay. something like lockout where i i think it's got you know it's got some get up and go and guy pierce for example is wicked in it and he says some one-liners you know i really like um but the film's you know quite a low budget film um but this is like a $200 million blockbuster, but it's so like horribly entrenched in, I don't know, sort of backwards ideals. And, you know, it's not a cool diehard in space. You know, mm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horrendous movie. But Deck the Halls is said about a hundred times. So that's like their go-to all the time. That it means the same thing every time, but they sort of just say it, they fight, construct different ways to say it. And it's mm. like, that's just their epic phrase. And it's like, and it's always the last sentence in in a cut. Yeah. So then it goes to the next always. scene. Yeah. Deck the halls. Always, <laughs> always. And I haven't really thought about like, who are the who are the space terrorists. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, no, let's take aliens away. This is this is an even better yeah, idea. I think so. Right. Because so. that's the silliest part of this idea, isn't it? Um, it's the <laughs> yeah, aliens. That's, that's <laughs> definitely. Maybe it's Russians in the International Space Station who have managed to smuggle some black hole creating <laughs> technology. I mean, it has to be either Russians or. or... Can it? Can right. it be? Can can the terrorists be one person from each different that kind of terrorist? That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that is what I was going to say when I said take aliens away. That was exactly where I was going. I'm not even joking. Brilliant. So, so you're onto it with Russians, Joffrey. It's going to be Russians and I don't know the Iranians, and it's going to be the and British, the obviously. American, oh, please, the British. There has to be a Spaniard. IRA. Be Spanish, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course there does. I, I don't know what sort of I don't know where you go with that because I haven't seen them on screen as much as the and as a sort of antagonistic force 
in that way. You know, we've seen the Iranian terrorists, we've seen the IRA terrorists, we've seen the, you know, what would what would be this? Because they're so good, you don't see them. Yeah, exactly. They're like ninja terrorists. Or to be fair. <laughs> To be fair, they're going to come a little bit later. All the other terrorists are going to get the work done first. <laughs> and, <the Spanish laughs> and he, they have mass. The Spanish terrorist has to have a massive language barrier issue. Like it's all the time it's K, and someone's explaining it to him. Like the I don't ah, know, I the Brazilian terrorist or the or the Colombian terrorist is having to explain to the Spanish terrorist. What is what is happening. that? Is it is it like someone's come up in the room and gone, guys, look, diversity is important. Yeah. So what we're going to do is all the terrorists from all around the world, right? So they do that and they're like, we've got this now. No one's going to have a go at us because obviously if every race is in there, we're not racist. And then what they do is they double down on the stereotypes of every yeah. single race. So they're like double racist yeah. because of it. It's like some sort of Team America look at like terrorism. And like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it does need like, I feel like it's the kind of movie that needs a super villain figure. Yeah, you're like right. One overall can villain. Please, can it please be Alan Rickman deep faked <laughs> yeah. onto someone else's and body? And he's playing Grans Huber. <laughs> so terrible. Yes. That's so great. But he is a hologram in there. Like he is a hot so they're they're following the whims of like an AI hologram of Alan Rickman, who's been programmed from right. Earth's history to just be a terrorist over and over again. From from a movie yeah. that existed yes. in the oh, now look. That's good, isn't it? Now it's almost good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's how I come up with my actually good ideas, by the way. Sam, who we're going to have on for the Bond episode, um, we, we laugh and joke about this because we, we, he's the, one of the progenitors of Slash Deep's sort of core conceit. And we talk about a bad idea long enough for it to then become good. And I think that's genuinely how no, they do things. No, yeah. no, that's like Stockholm syndrome you think with your brain. Yeah. Right? So it's been so bad, your brain just goes, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really take it away. Yeah, it's, I think it's an actual st- uh, psychological you think uh, so? effect. When you invest enough in yeah. something, you care. Yeah. No matter what it is you've invested in. I think that's like how those the slot machines work. Oh, Like shit. the more you invest, oh. the more you want it to be good. Yeah. But, so I'm gambling with my own imagination, basically. Yeah, I can't, I can't leave the table until I win. <laughs> and this is why I come up with ideas about all the colours of, of the rainbow of terrorists, all in one. It's like extreme, that's, that's your tagline. radical that's your tagline. sort of like thing, isn't it? It's like it's so open and free that every terrorist has to be represented. It's like this, this bizarre movie. But, but then shouldn't shouldn't essential conceit now i know that now is when i should stop talking about this film it does not deserve more airtime than this right <laughs> no please but i'm just do. gonna ask one final question um it need i feel like it needs to have a central conceit or it needs to have something that feeds directly into the fact that we're trying to be really open and really left-wing and really like sort of so uh, much so that we go back around and we're having all the bennett's on united you know cars, oh the i'm sorry but i think i have it Go on. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saving your film. I'm yeah, not, really not. So, so in the in the um, in the original Die Hard, when he's trying to save his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe here he's trying to save his son's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and he's then, so cool with it that he has to tell so everyone cool how cool the, he is with yeah, it all the time. Yeah, he's really cool with it. He's just totally fine it. with it, and there's yeah, no problem they, at all because it's my son's boyfriend. <laughs> Let's take the holes. <laughs> Do they? Is 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 the terrorist? So that's what he's trying to save. But then the terrorist group. Do they still want to call it a black hole? Do they want to call it something else? Like, so now this has become they, a movie that is so like, PC because they because they can't call it a dwarf, can they? They can't call it like no. a, they're trying to create like black a black dwarf or white dwarf. Or there is red dwarf. Yeah. So I think maybe I think the idea is that 
the what the terrorists want is they want to create this so that everybody's equal everybody's wiped out and everybody's equal that's it thanosing it yeah oh, thanosing yeah. it and that's that's their belief. but they have to call it a dark hole right yeah yeah that will work dark hole. they have to have to create the dark they hole. have to have a whole bit and aside where they all discuss what they want to rename it to and what's acceptable yeah. to rename this thing to because i saw that i mean i'm keep talking about this i saw the hunt <laughs> recently so i i found that a really fascinating film because i messaged about this and i think it deals with like what's cancel culture freedom of speech regardless of where you stand with these things it examines it in an interesting and modern way and it mm, uses yeah. the tropes of like horror films to sort of examine um, uh, the, the way social media manipulates things, the, peop- the voices people have, online, offline, social media profiles. It's just a really fascinating study of these modern things. This is an attempt at doing that that fails. <laughs> so really right, literally. Um, and then they, all, they end up putting loads of lines in there that are really inappropriate. Like, we have to invade the dark hole. And you're like, no, they, but they don't realise how horrific that yeah. is. If we don't get into that dark hole, it's going to explode and, and yeah. stuff like that. So. I was, oh, um, uh, it reminds me of the community. Do you remember the mascot for the TV show Community? So they, the, the it's called the Greendale. No, yeah, that is, that's, that is funny. But they created like a mascot and it was called the Greendale Human Being. And what they did is they had to, it was done by committee and every time they created it, uh, it through a different iteration, it became uh, more and more horrific, but and less and less relatable. So if anyone wants to Google the Greendale human being, it's now this like it's it's like a person wearing a it's sort a of morph gen- suit. a morph suit, but it's completely white, completely Great. asexual. The face is not supposed to represent any one person, and it's just <laughs> it's just such a brilliant sort of skew of of course. We want to be inclusive, of course. We want, you know, we want to be um, open and fair and, and and everything. But it's it's interesting when these things are designed by committee, or it's interesting when these choices are made by um, people who are not eligible or appropriate to be making these decisions. So maybe that's the point of the film. So the people, yeah. this, this terrorist organisation, they're, they're, none of them are even actually eligible to be making these decisions that they're trying to make. And I don't know if I'm trying to make it better one, than, it, than wait, it is. One thing. One thing. <laughs> All the terrorist members are like the number twos of all of like oh, the leaders, and good. so they all try and and that's why they're not eligible because like the even though the number one like you know most important uh, you know but terrorist all person phoning in and emailing into their boss who's like the big bad guy terrorist, and but they understand yeah. it. They understand like listen, no, 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 we've got to be this particular kind of terrorist, and here's why. And the number twos don't get it. Man, now it's <laughs> so, like twelve angry men. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're but all the number around. two's in the dark hole just makes even more exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we've like, but we've ended up like Mars attacks level of, of sort parody, of satire, yeah. And that yeah. is really, that did extraordinarily well. It did. It did. Yeah. Oh. I'm just worrying that we've taken a really bad film, gone through bad to almost satire, no, we... and actually thus proving Sean's point. <laughs> we've gone through the dark hole. <laughs> yes. We've all been up. Yeah. And we've, yes. <laughs> Our brains have all been mangled. <laughs> so is the is the hero American? I think, oh. God, that's a good question. I, w- <laughs> I want it to be a film where all of the heroes are from every different kind <gasps> no, no, no. of place. No, 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 Sean. And they all get an equal opportunity to shine, and they all share with each other the opportunity to shine in a heroic context. So, so the hero throw, bursts in the door and I... then allows somebody else to burst in the door 
as well. And like, I, don't, I haven't really thought about it. I want to, no, no, I want to throw this up there. So you know how there's always talk about if what happens, what nationality a child is if they're born in international waters, right? So this guy, he's not American. He's born in space. <laughs> so he doesn't actually, good. so that he's way, of all. he's yeah. all. So he's all. So but he's course, for and he's against all, except he's all American. Like he's played by like, the most yeah. white American like Tatum, person, basically. Like, but I'm of all, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why he's like for and against all the terrorists because he can't be team teaming up against one particular thing because he's like against. he's he's oh he's not from Earth he's like a spaceman or something. Do like we have that. the budget to put Tom Cruise in it? Oh, oh I feel like Tom Cruise would be oh. great for this. He'd be perfect, wouldn't he? Yeah. But would he be doing an accent? Would we make him do an accent? Or would we? Well, he would be. He would create his own accent that was what of all and of yeah. none. Yeah. and it would be just shocking. But his dedication, as always, as always. Well, have you guys? <laughs> have you never guys, put in a like um, an, you know an undedicated performance. He always. Yeah. I've I've like listened to a couple of uh, accent coaches, and like a few of them are so like accent agnostic because they spend their time doing so many of them. They're like they don't particularly like that is a really weird accent i don't know if you guys have heard yeah. that before but. well i've i've met this lady who speaks she she does a lot of accent coaching in barcelona and she speaks something that i think is called a neutral new england or something like that which is halfway between american and british right okay and it's just bizarre to listen to i mean even for a spanish person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's perfect. That's what he's channeling. In the same way that Tom Hardy was like, I've got this. Don't worry about Bane, one of the most popular characters uh, in comics. I'm going to give him the accent of a, of a sort of gypsy boxer that he met once. So like, don't <laughs> worry. So, so Tom Cruise has gone, no, no. I've done a deep dive into accents and I've found the one most neutral of accents. And I think, okay. I think we got it, Joffrey. Yeah, it has to be Tom Cruise. We've got the budget for it. Um, Half 12 Angry Men, half uh, Die Hard in Space. Um, yeah, I'm fairly proud of it. Any other questions? Because, you know, I, I could do this all day. <laughs> Deck the halls. Um, what um, are the reviewers going to think of it? Um, it's well, Exactly what we think. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so did you ever see Southland Tales by, by the director of Donnie Darko? It was his sophomore effort. Oh, so it's going to be no. one of those sorts of films. It's going to be a sophomore effort from a director who created a genius breakout sort of indie hit. Um, and as always, his second idea is like his explosion of all of the five or six previous good ideas he's had. It just, it's, this, this sometimes seems to happen with certain directors when they're, when they're quite young and it, their sophomore effort is just an explosion on the canvas. And Southland Tales is, I love it, but it's a, fucking horrendous mess right and if you watch it it does not know what it is it might have been ahead of its time i really liked it so i'm, I'm it, it's just a weird movie um when did you like it sean at what time in your life did you like it yeah when i was at university and i had to there we go and i had to like the films that came out from from weird directors that everybody else panned so this film in the hope of justifying <laughs> yeah, your own explosion. yeah exactly and the paying 1899 or whatever it was for the dvd um <laughs> So, so yeah, so it's reviewed extremely poorly, but like with like sort of 39%. So it's not a five percenter. Some people are like, I saw the can. It was four and a half hours long. It was tremendous. I wish that the studio hadn't cut it down. You know, they absolutely love it. Um, and it gets a remaster like a decade what, King, later. Kingdom of Heaven yeah. style. 
No, Kingdom of Heaven, like, legit is, like, you know, one of the best director's cuts. In fact, the best. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Cut. So, like, but the studio cut, everybody was like, this is... So I w- yeah, so I would say it's almost more extreme than that. I would, I would think South and Tales is a good example or, or um, he- uh, Heaven's Gate, is that the Michael Cimino film? So I would say it's like one of these films that's just butchered down to like an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and it's in- turned into, a, into sort of a European sort of French action film um, and it gets 40%. I just remembered, have you seen Iron Sky? A long time ago, yeah. but yes. Yeah, yeah, that was touted that, as I, a big thing. Doesn't wasn't that it? have a lot of international cooperation and the weirdest? It's Nazis in the moon, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they have like this albanizing serum to turn everyone white. And, <laughs> and it's so bad. It's so bad. But we like those sorts of films that slashed it. We like the films yeah. that are so bad that they're good, right? But it, it, I think it does have that thing where it's so bad that. A lot of people actually like it as a bad thing. Yeah, like Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think this film ends up doing that. But the director is, he stops making films. He does a Stephen Norrington from, you know, from like after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like he just, he, he does one breakout film and then this one kills his, all of his creative spirit and he leaves the industry. Um, that's what I think Deck the Halls does because it was supposed to be the next big film about being progressive you know, like within an action movie context, you know, it was the next Matrix, but it, but it, <laughs> but it, it, but it failed spectacularly. And I think that's, that's the story of Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. In Edward James Olmos's accent, he's in it, by the way. Edward James oh, Olmos okay. is in it from Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Yes, All of the cast of Battlestar Galactica is in it. Oh, don't ruin, don't sully them. Sorry. All right, Sean, you can take this hosting duty back. Who's next? Yeah, it's harder than it looks, isn't it? was heavy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, heavy lines I, I said like, I said three things, you know. Yeah, and you did it badly, mate. You know, I didn't want to say. It took seven takes. Yeah, it took seven takes. It's not easy. You, you easy. the listener, have no proof, right, of this, right? So as far as <laughs> you're concerned. Where, this is where I put the edits in now. Yeah, as far <laughs> as you're concerned, I nailed it first time. <laughs> Feel um, free to contact me on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to bribes, Ryan. I will release Ryan. the truth to you. <laughs> and uh, who knows? Maybe you'll hear me uh, host on something else that Cusbury's podcast might be working on in the future. Who yeah, knows? we. I mean, you'll be listening to this at the tail end of 2020. We've got a few more interesting projects that we'll let you guys know as soon as they're uh, shaping up in uh, in our socials. So keep an eye out. So I. that's my idea. Um it's obviously um, the best. So who's going to go? Who's going to go and follow that amazing pitch? Who's, who wants to go next? So Dan and Joffrey, you've got the same title, but no. I imagine that you'll have a, a vastly different. Uh, who knows? I mean, if idea. we have a similar idea, I might have to marry you. <laughs> and we've talked about this many times over the years. <laughs> yes, why, yeah. why, why don't we do this? Why don't one of you twos goes if you've both got the same title? One of you twos go goes. One of you two and you go in between, and then I'll go in between. Yeah. I'll come in between as a as a, um, pa- right. a palate cleanser, as a as, uh, so it can break up the two ideas. That's making it worse. So yes. Um, so also, I have it like the two thingy going on. So I'm okay. happy to start with the same 
title as Dan or the other one? Start start with your big one, and then after okay. we've done Dan's, we'll 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 go for the for your sort of your mm. silly idea. Your so it was sad to reveal Dan's title, knowing that it's the same. Um, <laughs> Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: I, I I really like it as a Christmas film, and I really like Christmas films. So I thought, how could I make a Christmas film with the same title and not? Oh. But so keep it's still very mildly Christmas themed. And I say very mildly because it's really very mildly. I heard a lovely story about these soldiers in the trenches in World War One, I, I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, German and English, I believe, who over Christmas night, I imagine a Christmas dinner, mm. sort of decided to call a ceasefire and just had a a weird um, mm. Christmas uh, sort of truce and then just celebrated Christmas. I'm, I mean, it's hard to know how much of it is truth and how much is mm. Mm. Um, embellished by history, but, you know, that there's this truce and they celebrated Christmas together. So I decided to make a really weird mix of, of this meets West Side Story meets Christmas. <laughs> and I, okay. So okay. how close is this to your idea, Dan? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's almost identical. <laughs> Excellent. Um, also, Trufa, I don't know whether you're going to bring this in. Do you know about the football thing of this? Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you so brought that up. This is what's in our history the, books, by the way, Joffrey. What, in the yeah, English which may books. or may not be true. But I'm hoping oh, it is. It's definitely not true. Is that, that apparently that they had this truce and on Christmas Day they came out and they played a game of football with each other. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That can is. I, can I just so can I just add the thing that I said is definitely not true is that in my history book that was that was revised probably says that we won. Says that. that so I, lo- I love that it still <laughs> has to have, have propaganda it. in our history I, book. I mean, they lost everything else. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah, they uh, not just win the match? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a friend who's I got a friend who's German, and in their history books doesn't say anything about this Christmas. It's just a blank. Pa- it's just a blank page. <laughs> it just goes they, nothing. They, nothing. They, they don't get taught that there was a Christmas ceasefire and everything that. So I think nothing yeah. of note happened on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so Joffrey, um, you, you've taken you've taken this and you've is it so is it a musical? May I ask then? If you, no, if it's, it's not a musical. No. I said West Side Story because it's it's a sort of gang related thing. Okay. So in my in I, I I haven't decided the city yet, but it has to be an American city, and the streets have to be numbered. Okay. And on Thirty Fourth Street is the border between the East Side Gang and the West Side Gang. Right. Okay. So, it's definitely like um, West Side Story. Because I've got to say, there's no other gang movies, is there? <laughs> movies about gangs being against each other, except West Side Story, Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> Not the New York set one. Gangs in New York, perhaps. Gangs yeah, sorry. York. Well, you know, I am a I musical like theatre person. Joffrey went straight to The gangs instantly go gang. to West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, so many yes, city-based yes. gang-related films, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, also because of the love interests. That so uh, let ah, me get to this. Let okay. me develop this idea, and you will Please. see why <laughs> my brain. Then, already... we could, then we can tear it apart once you've developed it. Yeah. Of course. So there's these gangs. Let's call them East Side and West Side, mm. and they've been at each other's uh, throats for for you know it's so long nobody even knows when it started, and Thirty Fourth Street is the place where all the killings happen, and it's practically trenches. You know, like. They probably have cars and the, it's a no-go zone. Like nobody lives there anymore. There's been so many shoot-ups. And so, I mean, I don't know how far I've taken this idea. Probably too far, but 
Uh, the son of the leader of the East Gang, of the East Side Gang, and the son of the leader of the West Side Gang mm-hmm. are maybe falling in love, maybe not at school. Like they have this sort of bromance, is it love, is it friendship thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how important their relationship is in terms of whether it's uh, just friendship or love, but they okay. they, they There's definitely a connection. bond. There's, There's a, a connection, connection there. Yeah, sure. But whilst knowing that your dad's and my dad are enemies. Mm-hmm. And so they slowly try and plot a way of bringing the two together, of slowly ending the violence. And it's the whole, the whole movie is these two kids trying to stop their, their parents from, from, you know, from killing each other. Mm. And they can't think of a way to do it. And they, they plot and they think, and they eventually come up with this idea of having a Christmas dinner. But instead of telling their parents they have a Christmas dinner together, they say, I don't know, maybe it's like, why don't we have dinner on the 34th street? We'll show them who's who. Mm. And the other side, we've got all same. of our dishes. We know what yeah, we're going to put forward exactly. from, you know, all of our historical, our culture, we'll bring it out. We'll show them. Yeah. That sort of so, thing. That and the other side's doing the other kids doing exactly the same. And then they sort of plot to make sure that they have to help each other. So one kid will sabotage his dad's glasses and the other will sabotage his dad's cutlery or whatever. So they have to work together and the whole community is there doing this Christmas thing. And, you know, maybe we could even put in a football game. Although I'm not sure how keen Americans are in soccer. But, like you know. American football, wouldn't it? Or like yeah, uh, oh or my gosh, of course, American football. Or something. Because American football is also about like getting ground, isn't it? Is that you sort of have yeah, to get yes. ground. It's more of a so tradition. Yeah. Like yeah. So you have yeah. the line or the, the midline. Oh God, or I don't Sean, know, you're making a sports terms. reference. Something is, I know, something I know, is I know a Christmas a miracle. I did just call it the midline. I can't remember what the middle of the pitch is called. But, you know, there's like, so there's you could have that where the table is. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, no, no, I like that. And. Um, in my head, so here's the problem with this is that because it, it, it developed a lot in my head, um, then when this Christmas miracle truce ceasefire happens and they have this Christmas dinner, and I feel like the two kids should look at each other and say something cheesy and kiss. Right. And thus, <laughs> at, I think it's a pivotal moment in the film where we can decide whether that starts the war all over again because the parents are hugely homophobic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or whether they sort of acknowledge it and then go, if they can love each other, then maybe so can we. And I feel like it could go either way. I haven't wow. decided I yet. Something to do with mistle, like kissing under the mistletoe. They both find themselves oh, under yeah. some mistletoe. And then they may be just like, uh, just have a kiss, you know? Doesn't necessarily have to like mean that they fall in love is, though, right? Is it a little bit like Heather's, when, although they're not dead, that the sun's coming out inspires the dad's to come out and rekindle their burning love for each other, which is shown through hatred. Because they've had a past, right? Yeah. They've had a past with each other. They fell out. They created these gangs because they loved things each got other. real yeah. in the 70s, 60s, 70s, when like, it was yeah. not a thing. And so they end up hating each other instead. And because it's more socially sons... acceptable to hate each other, yeah. right? And have that fiery, ah, burning passion about... there than to love each other. So like in the, in the 60s, they were like, you know, part of the same commune or whatever. And then obviously as time and people's ideals changed from what they were in the 60s to like moving forwards, they that that's what tore them apart. They couldn't live like they could back then um, mm. in the same commune. So now they had to like basically create these wars. And then, yeah, I think well, they Dan, you may, maybe you're something, Yeah, 
Yeah. They doubled down on their hatred of each other to save face in front of their other friends. So yeah. they were accused of that. And instead of, so they had to double down and, and deny it. Or one of them denied it. Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of yeah, exa- it's escalating, isn't it? So you say, "Oh yeah. no, no, of course I don't like him. He, the, that's yeah. gay." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other person is hurt because some, obviously the person who loves yeah. you. So and then mm-hmm. you do something worse, like you punch them, and then they kill your friend, and then mm. you've escalated, yeah, yeah, yeah. and suddenly Gosh, that was serious escalation. <laughs> <That's> really, <yeah. laughs> well, don't mess Remind with the me Spaniard. Never to fall out with you. <laughs> <laughs> don't punch anyone in Spain. He'll kill your friend. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's I, I love it, and I love like I love coming out of the commune into the, from the sixties, the seventies. I love it because you can have what the east or the west, one side being of the of the thirty fourth Street um, divide. Um, or the 34th Street Bridge or whatever, however you want to sort of frame this, you have like someone has more of a commune style way of running his place. And the other side is more sort of militant or, you know, you just have these different aspects of how you want to run a community as well. And like, I love the fact that they, you know, the guy who said, oh, no, I don't want to, he's not, you know, I don't want anything to do with him. You know, that's gay. You know, he's he's doing it. I did it to save you. I did it to save you from the people that were coming to attack you. I denied our love to save you. Oh yeah. You know. Oh my god. Oh, that's brilliant. That's why that's, he did it. Brilliant. And what that's the miracle like is a... that they. So they both they make... started a new life. They married into a, a heteronormative relationship, mm. and they had children. And then their children carried on their love, and then their children have brought them together and ruined their families. Oh. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, but then the wife, the wives were also. <laughs> no, now this is a Sean Scott idea it's evolving into. So it it's, got so like, it's got a bit of a vibe of the sort of, you know, the story of um, the stone soup. Have you heard that story? No. Where it's like, there's a poor, really, really poor village and a guy comes to town and says, I'm going to make a stone soup for everybody. And then, so he basically starts boiling up a pot of water with stones in it. And he's like, oh, it's a bit bland. And then the farmer's like, well, I've got a couple of carrots I can spare. And then someone else, and then everybody comes together to make this amazing soup together. And it all comes from this guy basically just trying to make stone soup. Like, but he had to be the first one to try and get something from everybody. So I think that's nice about the kids having this sort of thing. As you said, the sabotage, right? Yeah, so that like he breaks the glasses and it's like, well, actually we've got all these other glasses here and it's he like... He needs this ingredient to make this huge pot of something amazing, like some gumbo mm. or some sort of amazing, yeah. you know, curry or something. He needs like this ingredient so they have to and, steal it from the other like the side. War. You know? Yeah. I, I, even, I even like that it's public and like people know about it and I think that I like the idea that the war is them trying to like outcook each other what he's doing a, he's doing a three bird roast I'm gonna do a five bird roast and it's yeah. just like and it's, it's like high by doing though, that man. by doing yeah. that they provide so much food for like the people the poor the people in the area and the community yeah. damaged by the war yeah, so their gang crimes has ruined the community and actually all the community are brought together yeah but look we've, we've cr- that's beautiful is it well, done, Joffrey. part of well, me wants it to be a musical I, now? <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, it's like a musical. One bird, Let's write two it, bird, we three write bird, it. four. <laughs> Not Ryan. Ryan <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll stick to acting. <laughs> You'll act in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won't sing, I'll stick to but, acting. So yeah. I, the, I, the, the, the idea of a musical is suddenly very appealing, but in my head, mm. the leaders of the gangs were like, serious action movies like serious action film stars like The Rock and Jason Statham or something like that hang on wait you said Dwayne Johnson can (laughs) sing oh really oh my god he's Maui that's true he's Maui of course he is he's like a quintuple threat and Jason Statham used to be a diver (laughs) (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> yeah, well, if you've got serious lung capacity, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. halfway there, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. God, that's interesting, though, because you, anyway, look, let's not, I don't want to take it away from you if you want, if you want it to no, be No, drama. no, no, please, that's, please, that's, please. That's totally that's, fine. No, that's but exactly can, what I was saying, that suddenly the idea of turning it into a musical is very appealing. Initially, I'd thought about it being like this really serious super action film people, but please. You can still have it, though. You can still have it. Because it's a heightened state of reality. That's what makes it feel like a musical, isn't it? It's yeah. Because it's everything's just a little more raised stakes than, than yeah. it would normally be, I guess. Like having a musical number with people singing whilst also performing an American football game that's not just yes. for sport, it's to actually gather ground in a new area of the city or something. Like that's a scene that you'll never see anywhere else, right? That's yeah. unique. And it lends itself to pacing. It has the exact sort of structure of... Of, of of give and take the tug of war of like the structure of, of yeah. your cat you know the musical so uh, uh, you know it's it's got something in there isn't it let's it's, write it's, this it's down. a new west side story is what <laughs> is what they the call new it west side story. fuck west side story is what it says <laughs> it could be miracle with a k miracle on 34th street make it really like and those streets in edge yeah edgy <laughs> well lastly manuel miranda to come and help yeah. us with the rap <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just one though. He's not getting all the credit. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I watched um, the Disney Plus. He'll be in it as thing. well, obviously. If he writes something for it, he'll <laughs> yeah. be in it, won't he? Like music and lyrics, music and lyrics. That that guy did not stop. I don't know how he did it. Like all. I mean, that's bonkers. I don't know if you guys know more about the process of musical theatre than I do, but I, I, that seems like an incredible amount of work for him to do. Joffrey definitely knows everything. a lot about it because he's written. Yeah, quite a few musicals. So. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, we just put up, put put one up in Spain, and it, it's. I have not done the same process twice. Like in right. one case, I had a script given to me in the form of a. It it was already separated, like words and songs, so lyrics and just text. Um, the right. the one that I've recently done was a crazy sort of, oh, I want the scene where there's a trainer treating you the, the this guy really badly. And I'm like, okay, that's really nothing to go with. Like, <laughs> just, okay, just make a whole scene up and the text and the characters and the song. Fine, okay, I'll do that. Um, wow, okay. So it, I think it depends on the team you have. Right, okay. A lot more than, than there being one. Iterative, okay. a real iterative process as well, isn't yeah. it? Like Hamilton took eight years didn't it from workshop yeah. to stage to to be created yeah and it's that a lot of back and forth and and actually one of the most frustrating things about writing a musical it's wonderful don't get me wrong that's it's what i do for a living and i love it but mm. is the amount of things you have to let go like you can fall in love with this musical piece mm. and you've worked your ass off and written voices and this then you've put five melodies together and brought this whole thing and it makes so much sense in your head and it's beautiful and for some reason it doesn't work or it doesn't fit mm. or there's a change in the script and and you just cry a bit inside and okay okay fine yeah i'll cut that yeah kill your darlings isn't it that's what that's yeah what, that's oh god the so, phrase, so right <laughs> so okay so maybe he didn't do everything lin manuel but um but he sure as hell getting the credit so this will be the this will be the joffrey uh takes all the credit for this for miracle on 34th street with a k yeah, but Dan's actually done all the work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is normally, this is that's how it normally works with us, isn't it, Dan? So <laughs> I, I really like it. I can almost I can almost see it like in its musical form on stage, in its version in a film, like yeah. um 
the the arcs in this were fantastic. Like I just thought like it's really nice how it all comes together. And it does it has that Christmas happy ending. Uh which yeah. is which is yeah. sort of what we all look for in a Christmas film. It, yeah, it's got a real dynamism, hasn't it? It's it's I, I, it really feels like you've captured something and made it something else, which is which is rare. You know, it's easy to just copy something, but to have some to have I, I feel like, ge- I genuinely mean this. I feel like I've ne- I will have never seen anything quite like this. So oh, it's, thank you. <laughs> so we want to. So oh. we definitely want to see this continued. I'm going to go get drunk now. And celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I was very nervous because I've been listening to you guys for weeks, and I was like. You really need to think of something good, man. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just the Spanish you, guy. Hang on. You listened to loads of these episodes and you thought, I've really got to come up with something good. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, the you've seen the benchmark. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I finish every time. I, I've, I've said this before um, to Dan. I don't know mm. if I've told the rest of you. But every mm. time I listen to an episode, at least one of the films, I, I'm like, I actually want to see this film. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. actually shoot this film. I fell in love with the one... Anyway, I'm not, I, I, I don't need to go nostalgic over your your podcast, but no, no, the no, one about the, the oh, I can't even remember the dead guy in the car, and they need to take him to Bob Canada. Disposal. Bob, Bob Disposal. Bob yeah. Disposal. Oh, very first. Yeah. I still right, yeah. think that yeah. would make an amazing. Film. So do I. Yeah, it still gets me, and that was the first yeah. one that went through, wasn't it? It was our first. Mm. It was our first yeah. winner. Bob Disposal. It was our first. Oh wait, it wasn't the first winner, was it? it oh, was, I cut it was. out. It was oh yeah it was the first it was the first winner of of the of the of the episode of of the whole thing yeah 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 I I have a fondness for that as well so it's mm. so yeah well, it's Bob disposal <laughs> miracle on thirty fourth street mm. <laughs> <laughs> double feature I like it yeah. So we've got two pictures left. Uh, now we know uh, that one of them is going to be entitled from Dan. It's going to be entitled Miracle on 34th Street, but we have no idea what the content is going to be. And Ryan's uh, uh, nobody here yet knows what title he's selected. The reverse uh, slash dupe. The reverse slash dupe. Um, so, but just just quickly before we dive back in, how how is everybody doing? Um, sort of coming up to the holiday season. How is everybody shaping up? We had our first frost in London. Um, Yesterday morning, it was the first frost of of the year. Um, people have it with their ice scrapers out. And... This is why people tune in to Slash. Well, they're Brits. They're going to love chat about the weather. So, all right. <laughs> so, because obviously, you wonderful people listen to this uh, as soon as it comes out. You know, you get the notification because you've clicked the notification on Spotify mm-hmm. to be notified when the new episodes yeah. are out. Um, I would have flicked just the bell. I think you said once. Yeah, Ryan. Flick the bell. <laughs> yeah, that was questionable. Grab the switch. I really had to hold myself together. <laughs> Maybe there, I did it on purpose. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I do know I did it on purpose. But they, I would have just completed a, a nine-hour round trip of delivering presents like a Santa to uh, all my friends and family. Um, I've spent the last two weekends as well working with a charity in Croydon to get them uh, to get them done. So it's been uh, it's been quite an interesting journey uh, and some time for me so but i'm i'm looking forward to i always do enjoy christmas um, i mean in complete opposition of that wonderful christmas spirit i've spent the entire day in a studio whilst my wife has gone and bought a christmas tree and <laughs> um I've, nothing's gone up yet so we're going to spend t- tomorrow putting up all our christmas decorations but i'm still teaching towards the end of term and 
still you know this is a this is a fun time thinking about Christmas and I think everyone's really excited but I'm dealing with a lot of students that are still a bit anxious about the whole idea about Christmas whether they're going to be able to get to go home to their families and stuff and I know we're all sort of in that in that zone I don't want to bring a downer on our Christmas special no, but, but, I'm, but I'm looking I think it's you know it's a thing to take into account that this mm. Christmas is going to be slightly different which is yeah. one of the reasons we're doing this on Zoom right mm. yeah um, sorry Jeffy. Wait, no 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 sorry to interrupt. like over here I mean I, I you're all going to hate me the moment I say these words for two reasons. Uh, I went jogging yesterday in a short sleeve t-shirt. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm not actually very good at the exercise thing and I have put on weight substantially since, uh-huh. uh, since yeah, last so but, but I did I do attempt to do some exercise now and then and I did go jogging yesterday and it wasn't like even midday, it was 8 a.m. and I was in a short sleeve <laughs> t-shirt and it was... It was on the, you know, it was just about acceptable. And I got home and I thought, yeah, this is global warming, isn't it? Because it's not <laughs> even, it shouldn't be this. It's Spain's not that warm. It's bet it's right. almost December. Hmm. Gosh, it? I was just talking about COVID and you went for global warming. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yes. <laughs> and also, that so, and I'll continue escalating this. So I've, as you know, I've lived abroad for many years. So my mum's always very happy yeah. to have me back. But my mum's a social worker and she's, most of her Christmases she's working because she takes night shifts and she does, because she's a very good person, she always volunteers for this kind of crap. This year, she, she, last year, she said, okay, this Christmas I'll take all every holiday shift. Next year, I want every holiday shift off. So this was like ah. going to be, last year we said, next Christmas we'll spend every day together, oh, Christmas yeah, Eve, yeah, yeah. Christmas Day, yeah. Boxing Day. And so, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) May, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, So we're in the kind of position where, like, our nan's 90, you know, and she she really wants to see us. um, And and I think her quality of life would improve. But, like, there's no way that it would be acceptable for her to spend, you know, uh, at 90 a Christmas on her own. Um, But we're in a position where, obviously, if that's not safe to do, and it's not safe to do in the quantities or numbers of people she wants to see, uh, you know, we're sort of fighting the law. We're fighting what makes sense. We're fighting um, sort of against uh, quality of life versus length of life and all sorts of other things. So we're, we're in a sort of an unusual position as well. Um, and there are people in much, much worse positions than than, than definitely than us, than me, um, than my nan even. But it makes Christmas a difficult thing. And you just think, well, it's okay us not all hanging out together. But like, is there another way that we can... Uh, have that connection with each other and I suppose it's just finding that isn't it it's finding a way to still have those connections with the people around us I I don't know So Ryan, cheer us up, Ryan, because um, even though um, we understand the struggles that all of us are going through during this time period, we also know the the need for um, imagination, distance, levity, all this sort of stuff. So what can you what can you give us to bring our spirits up during the holiday season? Um, thanks. I will. I will try. I've also gone off book, Joffrey. I've have Scott privileges of being able to pick a film that was out of the list. Um, uh, but this is a ridiculous film, a uh, ridiculous British film um, that came out at Christmas uh, in, in 1999. And it was called mm-hmm. Robbie the Reindeer. Mm-hmm. And it stars, it was a claymation film. It starred Arlo O'Hanlon, um, Paul Whitehouse, 
uh, Jane Horrocks, and it was about, and it's actually created by Richard Curtis, and uh, it's it's about a reindeer. Uh, it's Rudolph's like bastard son who <laughs> tries to. That's how they opened it as well. For the kids, <laughs> is it? Well, it was sort of like a naughty sort of yeah. It was like a naughty yeah. Christmas treat for the and adults, wasn't it? He was basically. Santa was inventing GPS, so he the, the most unfit reindeer would get cut. And so they had to compete in the reindeer games, Robbie the reindeer to compete in the reindeer games to be able to um, become the like on the team, right? So I've taken the title and I'm going back to Slash Tube episode two. I'm going back. Call back, call back. Call back. <laughs> My episode, Robbie the reindeer stars rob schneider <laughs> wow brilliant rob brilliant. schneider works at an orphanage right? right he's a lovely guy big heart he's helping his kids out but they've got no parents and he's like oh man how am i gonna get christmas presents for these guys like i wish i could get christmas presents for all of these orphans as the wishing star shoots through the sky drops in front of him blonk is a little red nose so he's like, oh, okay, what's this thing? Pops it on, and then suddenly he like he's he like hunches over and he he's like anthropomorphically like uh like a reindeer. So he's on all fours, right? But he's still got hands and hands and his normal face of that, but he's just got this big red nose. And obviously he's like as he like falls over, <laughs> as like goes to fall over. And so he's like shit what have i got to do so he like runs runs on all fours back to the orphanage back into the office and he's like oh my god um and you know uh all these kids had all these kids had was a hamster right that's all these kids had and when he gets back into his office he hears someone talking to him and he realizes it's the hamster voiced by seth MacFarlane. um <laughs> and yeah, he sense. finds out that you know he can talk to other animals and so the hamster, and I, I probably the hamster probably has like a hey, a wise guy he probably like talks like that. Um, and All hamsters do, <laughs> yeah, of course. And so they have to go on an adventure to. So this this is like Act Two now. They now have to go. The hamster's like, well, um, well, um, what's his name? Sanders up in the North Pole, you see, and uh, he has to like they have to travel to the North Pole to try and find out what's going on. You know, the only red, red nosed reindeer they've ever thought of is, is been Rudolph. So it's, it's this whole um, journey about him, like trying to get from wherever he is, probably in America, as we've already dis uh, discovered, probably like Colorado and he has to go through Canada. And then, you know, he'll meet like a wolf that's probably voiced by um, Liam Neeson or something like that. You know, they have to run away from a wolf and, you know, they'll meet the mooses and they'll be like really like chilled out when they go over to Canada and everything. Like that. Maybe all the, all the animals in America are really horrible, but all the ones in Canada are really nice and like and like help them out. And he has to go on this whole journey and he finally, you know, probably gets on like the Boaty McBoatface to get across to go to um, the North Pole. And he finally gets there and uh, he meets Santa. Uh oh, they're one reindeer short for the sleigh this year. And they don't know where Rudolph's gone. And so Rob Schneider has to like, he's like, right, I'll do it. And they like put a, put a harness on him 
and he gets at the front and they start running towards like the edge of a cliff and he's like oh no and he tries to stop and then suddenly they take off and then he you know and he's like hanging around and he's like kind of get used to it and the other reindeer are, like taking the piss out of him come on mate like you can do this and then he but he goes around the world and he like uses is it no rad he like he's going with like no rad's like santa delivery thing like delivering all the presents to everyone and it's all the stuff of him like fitting down you know like they're like oh it's actually the reindeers that deliver the presents it's not santa he just sits there on his phone and it's like the reindeer are going down and they eat all the cookies and drink all the milk it's not santa it's you put them out for put them out for them and so there's just this this image of like rob schneider have to drink loads of milk and eat loads of cookies and stuff deliver all the things yeah crawl down chimneys and stuff crawl yeah, down yeah. chimneys Who and plays stuff like santa? it's like He's like, how am I going to fit? How am I going to fit in there? Oh, it'd be John Goodman. John Goodman plays Santa. Yep, fair um, yeah. Of course. And Why did we even ask? Yeah. And then so, you know, he's like, how do I fit down there? And they're like, Christmas magic. And they'd like shove him down. Right <laughs> and he comes out. And then he um, he finally like delivers all the presents. They're like, really good. I don't know. This is obviously time bending. He has to go around the world or whatever. America's last and best for some reason. And then he, so he finally delivers all the presents. And then... Santa's like, oh, by the way, there's a whole bunch of other presents like back here that we haven't delivered. Do you want to just like take them off my hands for a good price? And you realize, you know, Santa's a bit of a dick. Um, and, you know, but this like, you know, it's just like, yeah, you can have them for like, you know, Fiverr or whatever. And then, or it'd be like all the naughty, or uh, in fact, you know what it would be? This is, this is it. It's like, oh, we've got this extra sack here that we didn't deliver. And it'll be like all the presents for the Trump family. <laughs> they didn't get them delivered or something like that topical that's good there you go uh, yeah and topical. so he takes all of these presents uh and then the um, he's like and then the end santa's like oh um like i've been looking for that and he he finally looks up from his phone and he sees rob schneider and he pulls the no red nose off him so he's no longer a reindeer he's like he's now back to being a, a bipedal human Mm-hmm. and he takes the sack and he gives all these kids these presents and it's you know christmas miracle and that is my ridiculous film robbie the reindeer so hold on a minute he's called robbie is he playing himself is or is I, he playing a I character had, called i had a robbie? thought about this and i think yes i think it's rob schneider like <laughs> i think it's rob schneider going to an orphanage to try and cheer up some kids Right. Ah, so he's playing okay. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's cool. Like and a then he's like, type thing, like playing yeah. off of the stereotype of Rob Schneider to begin with. I like the fact that Rob Schneider, in canon on Slash Dupe, always has to be, like, Can't be taken himself. into being something else. He's he's like a case or he's a reindeer. <laughs> it's a running theme, I think. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just when I heard when I heard Robbie the reindeer, and it may be I realise now it's probably because of the wedding singer, but I thought Adam Sandler. Ah. but you went Rob Schneider hmm. and that's fine yeah because he's okay got to be playing himself right that's the thing yeah. that's what elevates yeah. it so at the start he's playing washed up sort of fairly miserable Rob Schneider who's trying to do the best he can you know yeah. probably you know out of work because Adam Sanders no stolen all his jobs yeah that's, that. that's yeah, completely really. it and he f- and like in the movie he fucking hates Adam Sandler hates Adam and then when and time anyone t- talks about Adam do you know Sandler what? that's who Santa is that's who Santa is no. Adam Sandler Hang on. no may I was going to say I he say, has to deliver he has to deliver uh, presents to Adam Sandler's house and oh yeah that is that and then is and then he yeah, like yeah, 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 and he yeah. like delivers them and like knocks over his tree like eats the cookies and milk and then takes a shit on the plate and then like that's that's a bit extreme but yeah well you know could we add like a dark beginning? So he's the, he was in this film and he maybe was drinking a bit. 
and there was this kid on set and he punched this kid. Oh, like for some reason, go. this kid was pissing him off and he punched him. So then it's a PR thing. It's a PR stunt. Going to this orphanage is a PR stunt. Yeah, and then when fair. he arrives there, him with Adam he Sandler, sees these kids it? and he's like genuinely touched and, mm. and, and moved yeah. by the kids. And all and they have is the hamster. They are. <laughs> and, then, and then that's when he goes out and has this moment of revelation that's great. I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, there'll, be, there'll elevated be this. Yeah. Thanks, Geoffrey. There'll be a little plaque. There'll be a little plaque on the on the hamster cage, and it'll say "Donated by Richard Gear." Oh yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Just a deep Love cut. It. Yeah, I like it's that. A deep cut. It's a deep cut. I like that. Um, I think that's a. I think that's a really good idea. John Goodman is like bastard Santa Claus. Like that's that's a great idea. Not bastard Santa Claus. Just lazy. Like oh, okay. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Feet up. I'll, I'll chat you the Trumps. Reindeers will do it. No, no, no. Actually, yeah. oh fuck. How much? How much? What? What? The, he'll be like, oh, I'll give you this sack of Trump presents for however much he paid in tax last year. That's good. That's, <laughs> that's a good what, gag. That's that's, that's, that's a genuinely Topical. solid gag. Yeah, 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 yeah. that works. Um, I, I, I have some it questions. Was, it about... was a rush. It was a rush. It was like I, I gave you guys a lot of information quickly. Yeah, no. So this is what I'm trying to deconstruct. Like. Um, so what actually happened to Rudolph is what I'm interested in knowing. Because I think he took part in some games and he never came back. So, you know, to see who was the fastest and he ran off when he never came back. Oh, because so throwback what, to the he... actual Robbie the Reindeer. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Well, because he was so yeah. mistreated by Santa. He's so always made to do the hard work. No, he was like, he, he was, away. no, it's like, uh, he's in I, I, think it's, his feet up. I think it's like he, he ran away. He ran away because Santa wasn't treating him. You know, like it's like a stunt. Right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, and like thingy, and then like, yeah, fine. You can go if you want. Yeah, thinking that Santa would ask him back. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, Rudolph, don't come back. And he just he didn't. And he didn't come back. And then and then you know he takes the nose and he goes, ah, I really like. You know, as much as I gave Rudolph shit, I like I really love him. And then he comes. Then Rudolph comes out of the nose. Like. Like I'm flying. I don't you've, know you've how. Lost, you've lost me now. You've lost. You know it. how. No, 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 you, know, you know how. Then. Like you know it's how. It's you know how magicians mind. take a little red ball and they like shove it into their palm and make it re- like as it go- goes in on itself. Oh, you could. Then, I know what you're talking about. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> or, or or he takes it off. He goes. Oh, I really miss like Rudolph. And then like. Yeah, the same star comes, comes over the yeah. top, mm. and it's actually Rudolph. The star oh. is Rudolph. There you that's go. Good. So we got there in the end. That's then, that's better than the magician's because, red ball. And there, it's because right? he said it's because while Santa's holding the nose, he's like, you know, I did really love Rudolph. He was the the shining light yeah. to my sleigh. Yeah, I like. No, I like that. And also on the, on the topic of like like sleigh. He d- he has to be listening to like death metal when he flies around on his sleigh. Well, he? we we already we already <laughs> say this. I think it probably shouldn't. It will be the sound that soundtrack during that thingy in the sleigh. It will be like uh, probably a drag queen, like a Todrick Hall or someone like that. Like, because um, it's that kind of sleigh. Like I'm in a sleigh I see. instead right. of. Part of me wants to see metal. Santa as a drag queen now. Like just shake up I might, the, the I whole formula. Oh yeah, because we definitely get like RuPaul to play. Also, uh, John Santa. Goodman would be a, yeah. like a fucking brilliant drag queen, don't you think? Like he'd yeah. be hilarious, and he'd be he'd be and amazing. Maybe he's obviously just not mean now, because he but... misses Rudolph. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. He's just being a dickhead because he's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. sad inside. Yeah. God, Joffrey, you love to make it like about <laughs> something, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I am a ver- I am a romantic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. You even elevated an idea about like <laughs> space terrorists. 
All right, somehow all right, you all right. managed to... Stop bringing it back to your pitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Robbie the Reindeer, no. I, I really like it. You've, you've, and, and you've made it about a, a person called Rob. You've made it real. And it's yeah, it's it's sad and whimsical. It's sad in it, it like was, a, but like you know, obviously there's a lot the there's a lot of tropes. Like there'll be obviously the part where he like slips on ice and then is like splay, splayed out like all fours like Bambi like spinning around. Like he'll, we'll have all of that body comedy from Rob Schneider. Does we'll have all, this, he's all a, the stuff with the reindeer. Yeah, yeah, he does. He put it on and he's like he's on all fours, and so. He's but he can't like take the like nose off. Can that be what it is? It's like yeah, he's he's got can't, hooves. Yeah. He can't take it can't off. Take it off. So he okay. retains his like his human his humanoid form. form. Yeah, because we had to save on CG, so we couldn't actually like. Yeah. So give I him... spent it all on arrest my case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so and so, but we... then but then the other animals see him as a as a reindeer, right? Right. But, okay. Do we see so... him as a person? But they see him as a reindeer. Okay. Do we see him dressed? Yeah, yeah. So he's, like, so he's dressed like the same he's no- clothes. Yeah. But then when the when the other animals see him, and then there'll be a scene where he like looks in a mirror and he looks like a reindeer. But like I understand now. Okay. So that so then there'll be things like he'll so Got while it. he's still, so he's walking on all fours as a human like around town. Yeah, yeah. And it like talking talking to a hamster, like a hamster and a ball or whatever. And like yeah. he'll go to like pay. He'll want to like he'll like go to like, order tickets to like tra- travel the channel and like put his hooves on the on the thing and then he'll be trying to get his his wallet out and can't do it. Like his basically his hands are like this the entire time. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And then Santa like at the end maybe goes like. Uh, 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 Santa, like he goes up to Santa and he's trying to talk in his like, you know, reindeer voice. Like, you know, no one can like, understand what he's saying. But Santa's like, at the right at the end is sort of John Goodman. Uh, Santa is sort of like, I knew you were, you know, Robbie all along. And he could like see him as, you know, Rob the Schneider. Human. And he just did it to like, because like at the end, he wasn't yeah. a dick at the end. He was doing it to... P.S. you look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put some pants on. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, that's a surprisingly good idea, Ryan. Not that like it just started as something. Wow, it's, it's wow, a that offhand compliment. That offhand compliment. You like, started I wanted by saying to, it's a I Rob wanted... Schneider film where he turns into a reindeer. All right, so to get the compliment I, that it's quite good afterwards. I am that's... the first person to not watch a Rob Schneider film, but I thought, you know what? It's Christmas. It's ridiculous. It's something Give that you could watch with the kids, and then also as an adult, get a laugh out of it stuff oh those ending lines i'm just i'm just with the ending lines ryan's proud of himself because I, I can see when he's winding up to do a little outro he's doing he's doing yeah. his little ryan outro they, to cutting point the thing is they they might never make it into the cut right <laughs> they always make it into the cut dan <laughs> fuck you <laughs> oh now it won't <laughs> we prefer this end line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Dan, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, to your uh, follow up. No, it's not follow up. I'm sorry. You're it, it, you have the same title as Joffrey, but I imagine that your idea is going to be completely different. So thank you, Ryan, for your pitch. That was amazing for Robbie the Reindeer. Dan, uh, Miracle in Thirty Four. I mean, how can you follow all of these pitches? They've just been amazing. Welcome to um, my life. The way I'm going <laughs> to follow it is by actually being the only person on this podcast that followed the rules that Sean set out, <laughs> which was to take a Christmas title and make it non-Christmassy mm-hmm. um, and one single title. 
Um, so now I feel really bad because everyone else is like happy, fun. Hey, it's Christmas. Let's blow up terrorists. And like <laughs> I've got Miracle on 34th Street. Um, I did my usual thing of asking my wife for her advice because, you know, her <laughs> advice is always welcome and always brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't even listen to the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, and she suggested for Miracle on 34th Street that it was about Miracle who was a sex worker who worked on 34th Street. Wow. That was her pitch. And I was like, yeah, I was like, do you know what? I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not going to run with that because I think I'll probably get myself into all kinds of problems. Um, So instead, I stuck with Miracle on 34th Street. But this is a Denzel Washington, Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey film. Oh, good cast. Like yeah, it. it's a, it's a, it's a, I want to say it's a traditional rom-com, but it's a little bit more, um, I was going to say Erin Brockovich, but actually that's, that's pretty close because it involves lawyers. Um, that's probably why I suggested it, but mm-hmm. like something with a little bit more bite Well, they, the studio wanted it to have a little bit more bite in it. Mm-hmm. Day um, traders. We, 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 yeah, we pick up with, um, seeing, uh, JLo is, moving out she's packing up her car um with her child um who i think will be played by brooklyn prince because it's a modern day sort of title release um and she's packing up her car she's we we gathering she's divorcing from her husband who is in the house who we don't get to see yet um and she's moving away she's sad but she's angry we, we gather he's probably cheated on her, you know, the, the, the traditional opening of any kind of rom-com. And um, so she's packing there on a road trip. They're going to move to Baltimore and they're going to move into this new house on 34th Street because they can't afford anywhere else. He's absolutely taken her to the cleaners. He's, you know, she's not got very much. And I don't know whether Baltimore 34th Street is a poor or affluent area, but in my world, it is a poor area. <laughs> okay. Um, and maybe it's because she had family there. Maybe it's an old granny's house, you know, cause she's really just Jenny from the block. <laughs> and so she goes back to this place and it's a bit run down and she's, you know, her, her daughter's sad. She doesn't get to be with all her friends and stuff, but they, they, they pull together and, um, and they're just getting their life back together. We're just seeing like, we get a little bit of a montage and how the community is starting to come around. And then the tragic news comes that the whole of 34th Street is being bought up by uh, a realtor, a real estate agent, to be knocked down, to be turned into some luxurious housing for the, the elite. Um, and during this time, she's met this guy at a bar, played by Denzel Washington, who's he's a bit of a, you know, he's a... He's not quite an alcoholic, but he's he's had a tough life as well. And he's just sitting there. Maybe he's like singing along to a dusty old piano or whatever, because Denzel can sing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true either. <laughs> it um, feels like it's true, doesn't it? It feels like he should, yeah. you know, especially that old kind of, you know. Yeah, gravelly sort piano of. Gravelly kind of sound. Sort of, yeah. Um, so, of course, they have a little sing, don't they, together? Because J-Lo likes to have a sing in one mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. you know, things. Anyway, but they, they hit it off, but don't hit it off. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that tension, but not tension. And so she's going to get kicked out. She's got nowhere to go. And Denzel hears about this. And it turns out that he's a lawyer. 
he's been down on his luck and a reason that he's drinking and stuff is because he lost his he's had a whole string of losing cases um but he's got heart of gold and all the cases he's always taken on have been to like stick it to the man and he's always lost because the man has always mm -hmm. got everything anyway so he decides to take on this case and see what's going on and um and it turns out that the realtor is matthew mcconaughey who is j-lo's ex-husband right. and he's, buy oh, he's buying the like place up thing, to like, yeah oh. to revenge her and he's taking the entire the entire street out in his revenge against her um and it, you know it all ensues blah 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 and one point you know he brings her into her office into his office to talk to her about it and give her one last chance you know and if he if she would just sleep with him he'll call the whole thing yeah. off and like and she's and he's like, such a charming sleazeball isn't he yeah he's a charming sleazeball absolutely and um she leaves in tears and denzel's outside don't know why he's outside but he happened to turn up for that and he goes in and he punches Matthew McConaughey in the face like you'll never hear the last of this I'll show you to you blah 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 and um but he what Denzel didn't what he didn't know is that Denzel went in there and when he clouted him one he stole the file on the on the 34th street and he goes through it all and he finds out it's all been fraudulent and the guy doesn't have the money to buy 34th street he's trying to wind people up so he sends it to all the shareholders yeah. that are, by the investors that are buying in and they all shut him down and they shut his company down and because there's a clause in the um oh, in the santa divorce claus. papers santa claus <laughs> there's a there's a clause in the divorce papers that if his his assets get liquidated she gets half of it and so suddenly she's got the money yeah. And she buys 34th Street oh, and good. she pays, she makes everyone, does everyone's houses up and her and Denzel, they never get, they kind of get it on, they never get it on and they just have this kind friendship at the end mm. and she, she reminds him that he can win cases and he drives off into the sunset. Yeah, I really like that. I love it, mate. I love that community feel. I love that like you can feel like that Denzel might just roll up every sort of like Monday or every Wednesday and just comes into her kitchen in 34th Street and they have a coffee before he heads on to, into the office, you know? You give yeah. it that sort of homely feel, that sort of, you know, that real friendship of just coming in and being welcomed into a community. Yeah, I feel like also, like, with the Denzel arc could be brilliant. Like, you can have him, sort of, he's given up on it, and then she cries and tells him what's happening, and he's like, your ex-husband sounds like a piece of work. And he decides <laughs> to take him on, and he takes the case on, and they're losing the case, they're losing, they're losing, mm -hmm. they're losing, and they've practically lost when this meeting thing happens and Denzel maybe meets some mentor or something who tells him like the cases aren't one in court, they're one outside. Mm. And he gives him this tip that makes Denzel go, ah, and he <laughs> does the whole punch in the face thing. And he discovers his love for his career the... by not actually being a good lawyer, but punching people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> James, that's the American way, right? James L. Jones is his, is his mentor. Ah, James L. Jones. Actually, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on a minute. Who was the guy in the original Miracle on 34th Street that, that played Santa, but not Santa? That guy. That would oh. be his mentor to like tie it in. Do you know what I mean? Hang on, we should know this, right? Shouldn't we? We can't tie yeah. it in because Miracle on 34th Street doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, the film. All right, it's James L. Jones. Also, wasn't it like Richard Attenborough? <laughs> so I don't think that works. I kind of <laughs> yeah. want yeah. James right. L. Jones. Yeah. James L. Jones. Yeah, that works. It's a good shout. I love it. It's a good shout. So that's a very so that's actually also quite a robust and complete pitch. Yeah. Isn't it? That's like a start to finish, which is unlike you, Dan, to have a full it's start. Very to unlike me. I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying that. And, and when you Thanks. have when you have a nice robust pitch like that, there's very little that needs to be 
sort of like dug out of it. No, I, I'll just take, I'll just give Denzel a ring. <laughs> I think, I think Denzel and J Lo would be such an amazing was, mate. You nailed it. I was going to say that a hundred percent. So, like, I can just see them together as a fantastic on-screen presence, right? Like, yeah. as a relationship, not necessarily a sexual relationship, but as a relationship, like totally platonic, but just with dynamite. potential for something. But Chemistry. no one, but neither of them go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I love yeah, it. What's their really actual like age difference? That. Oh, that's a very good question. I feel question. like he's probably no a bit idea. old. Probably a definitely Yeah, he's older probably a bit older, which gives, which just strengthens this, doesn't it? It's perfect. Cause yeah. Is, they, is that the thing? So he's... Well, yeah, I, I think, think of, he's 19. He's born, he's six, Denzel's 65 well, she's now, f- and, and she's 51. You would not know that. Okay. Okay. And then that's, that's why right. that, that sort of thing comes in of like, if there's there's a romance aspect, but he's he's sort of like, look, I'm 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 quite a lot, you know, I'm I'm old enough. Like I've 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 seen some shit, you know. Like he's not he's not interested in that sort of relationship. Maybe you know, like he mm. just wants to help yeah. her. He doesn't want to take advantage of a situation, you know, or something yeah. like that. Um, so many like, what was I watching the other day? Babylon AD. I don't ask me why I was watching that fucking filth but like um there's just a bit where they hang out they hang out for about 20 minutes or whatever and then suddenly and she's also portrayed the woman she, it's called like born sexy yesterday where she's like you know it's like this trope that i, I saw in a youtube article where you know, similar to fifth element like you can't they're basically like babies who are like somehow hot women so they have like they, they have no sort of understanding you know like in fifth element they have no understanding of who and what they are. They need a man to coach them. They need to be told what to do. Oh, I know nothing. I know nothing. Teach me. But yet they're also a sexy woman of like, a, you know, with a 20 year old body. So it's mm. it's the born sexy yesterday trope. Or any age, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But normally they're like nubile and young and like it's a bit, you know, it's always a bit suspicious. It's weird. So after about yeah. 10 minutes of interaction with Vin Diesel, suddenly they're about to make out. And bearing in mind the re- whole rest of the film, she's been this sort of almost like a child figure, right? There's no romance put in whatsoever so it's like yeah. you know you really so we're doing the opposite of that. <laughs> that's exactly, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're doing the exact opposite of that can Just we portray a healthy relationship between yes a man and a woman <laughs> exactly on stage? because it'll be challenge? nice to actually see that yes exactly yeah. yeah yeah and i guess the j-lo arc is definitely the arc between her and her daughter and how that that bond of, of being separated is uh, they realize that they're they're there for each other and that maybe she hasn't been giving the same attention to her daughter or she's, or she's worried about the protective side of the effects of protecting her, the effects of that even despite her ex-husband being an absolute charming sleaze mm. so you know he's trying to she's always trying to be okay about the dad yeah which i think Matthew which would be nice mm. to see in films because they really as yeah. soon as they divorce in a film the other person is a bastard they never have mm. this sort of mindful respectful attitude yeah. that runs and it should and in this case he actually is a bastard yeah. Yeah. so she is so she's doing like she's doubling down on how cool she's yeah. been because she's trying to maintain the relationship between the two of them yeah exactly which, which maybe they have end. a neighbor who helps the daughter see her mum in a new light and maybe this neighbor's called a miracle Oh, oh that's good. So you've got two miracles like And this. she's the sex worker. And she's a sex yes. worker. No. Yeah, 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 of course. No, that's what, oh. I, that's what I thought you were going towards. You could have, like, yeah. Sarah's second we rewrite so comes in. Well. We were doing Sarah so comes well. Sarah comes in and inserts, like, you know, a sex worker. And then she gets her, her redraft. 
Um, yeah, and then and then, and then on the cutting room floor, you take it and out. It's like, and it's like, no, 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 because it works. Because she's a sex worker, and then she's like, my mum was never around. Like, you need to look how I turned no, out. No, we like, don't. Yeah, need we that can't demonise that. We? That's the bit we can't we have. Need that. You can have a sex yeah. worker in it. People are sex workers, but but uh, yeah, how you handle it is is because I right, think she's it not, is interesting. She's not a sex worker. She's in the top one percent of OnlyFans. Right? Yeah, that's no, but you say that. That's actually quite interesting. And then that's yeah. something that like we need to because like, that's more current. Yeah, right? and to discover and a little bit more in film, it's, so people can. It's learn like the first it. time in history where women have been able to be empowered. Uh, in sex that, workers yeah, yeah. are empowered yes. in that respect. Yeah. Like, it is a complete game changer. I think. Yeah, you're right. They so, saw. Yeah. Yeah, own it, run You'll it. You'll have themselves. to explain to me what OnlyFans is because I don't know what it's it is. Like an, <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to this. My wife doesn't listen to this. Yeah, but my mother-in-law mother does. Mother-in-law does. My mother-in-law listens to this. No, it's like an Instagram uh, where you post whatever content you want, but people who want to see it have to pay you. Mm. And Instagram and Patreon have so much together, power. It? Well, mm. it doesn't need to be. You, you could post yourself singing if you wanted. I think, like, it doesn't need to be adult. Yeah, that's content. true. Um, it's not a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> it's encouraged, but it's. it's encouraged. Uh... <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Anyway, yeah. I, I think that's taking a lot of attention uh, away from the plot of the film. But I think yeah. have... this is why we didn't want to talk about sex workers as part of it. <laughs> that's a great lesson. If you ask me to punch the script up, I, that you would add some interesting. Uh, community characters that interacted with the daughter or the mother. So that's, yeah. that's, that's a valid character to chuck in there. You know, who else are we going to have in this community? Who else are we going to have? Because if she saves the community and buys the community All right, now, hold on. I want to see who, I want to know who the actors and act uh, the actors that, that take place, you know. Mm-hmm. You have, Could we, a, sorry. You have a cat lady or a cat man, uh, but who used cat to be man. a vet, used to be a vet. And they take in strays and nurse them back up. And think. are we literally basing everyone around the idea of miracle? Is that what? Is that what we're going? <laughs> well, we can my, just in take all fairness, that's what my make boss them more does. interesting. You know, when you open yeah. your doors to someone, you actually find out who who they really are. And they're not who they're they not are. the cliche of the yeah, person. Yeah, I like, I I like the idea. Whatever, Maybe yeah. Denzel starts doing that. Maybe he starts doing coffees at everyone's yeah. house, and he's the one that finds out yeah, about the community. That's good. Yeah, you know, that's quite interesting. So, could we have this kid, right? Who's a bit of a mirror of her dad. So I'm talking about JLo's daughter's dad, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. McConaughey. So this kid, he's a bit of a bully and he's a bit charming and he's a mirror. And she at first gets on really well with him and she enjoys him bullying the other kids. And through seeing what her dad's doing to her mum and the whole thing happening, she realises... That, uh, that that's not the cool that's thing. That's not the cool thing to do. And she yeah. learns, and she, maybe she punches him in the face. <laughs> and she has to have JLo say, so, No, that's not how you deal with bullies. And she's like, that then just is yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joffrey, Joffrey, Joffrey have, you got, have you got some pent up aggression? You've been talking about punching <laughs> people and killing people a lot. It's the lockdown. It's the lockdown. Oh. Um, yeah, lockdown aggression. <laughs> I'm going to send you a punch back. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, it, that's that's a great idea. Of course, that's exactly what you need. Because yeah. I also sort of like that she like maybe the the daughter's a little bit of a shit, you know. Or so there is someone yeah, who is sure. the mirror of that. That's that's something we don't actually normally see. You know, they're normally just a bit sweet and a bit sort of innocent, and they you know. But someone who has the the echoes of the father in them, or the echoes of mm. them, that that's really interesting. Well, she gets attached to that, and yeah, and she ends up going off the rails because of it. Yeah, but we've then... got everyone's arc there. Yeah. I really like this, man. Let's do this film. Yeah, let's just change all the titles 
and, <laughs> and make them actual <laughs> films. But we'll release Miracle on 34th Street as a film and a musical in the same year to yes. really confuse people. <laughs> and so everyone goes to the theatre thinking they're going to see J-Lo and Denzel Washington, <laughs> especially because there's clips of the film yeah. where Denzel and J-Lo are singing, right? <laughs> so they think, and then they go and see this whole thing about West, basically West Side Story. <laughs> But with Christmas food, <laughs> and they're like, "What the hell has just happened to my life?" But also, if we if we sort of put your name first in one and mine in first in the other, yeah. And so if you've seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, oh, the one by Dan Cruz, no, no, the one by Joffrey, oh, and, and then it's the same. So yeah, we can make it really, really confusing. <laughs> yeah, really, really confuse them <laughs> and swap the, the names around. You mean the K in your one because you've got K. Yeah, yeah names, we did you? say Miracle with a K. Don't need to. <laughs> Meanwhile, while this while this war's going on, Robbie the reindeer comes swooping all the way up to the top of the box office charts. Let's not forget Deck the Halls. Oh yeah, yeah. Deck the Halls. It makes deck the, seven thousand dollars in the American like you know market and, and Deck the Halls is the is the is NRA's favorite Christmas film. Yeah, you make a lot of money out of that. Yeah, one. yeah, gets... fair enough, of course. Yes, yeah, because they think it's an ironic thing. They think it's actually against like the left wing. They think it's like pro sort of their all of their ideals and they they go and see it and they love it and support it in the same way that sort of a lot of sort of fundamental sort of christians are really against like joe spring of the opera or dogma and stuff you know because they think it's against their values but really it's not anything to do with that but so this is like the reverse of that they think like yes let's go and see this film it's made for us but then it's like an inversion of that yeah shit We've come up with, you were right about that Stockholm Syndrome type thing, Joffrey, because these are all astoundingly <laughs> terrible ideas, but I want to yeah, make them all. Yeah. But we love them. <laughs> yeah. Except for yours, Joffrey, which, to be fair, is actually... Um... Let's, no, I think... We're going to start writing that, aren't we? <laughs> if, we call Denzel, if we call Denzel Washington and J-Lo and tell them that our pitch, I think... They'd I, be up for I it. I think they're up for it. They'd, they'd I'll they'd get Rob it. Schneider on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get Tom Cruise on the phone. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> to be honest, he's, you've mentioned his name, so he's probably listened to this already. It's yeah. gone straight to the NSA or whatever, and they've siphoned it off to the Scientologists. And they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, now all the key words have been hit. Tom, they've worked it out. <laughs> they already know you're in space. In fact, don't, I don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> and he's on the moon, like, eating a sandwich. What? Oh, God. <laughs> He just rides a motorbike up <laughs> off a, a crater all the way back. All the to way back to her. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh. does his own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> He's there holding his breath while he enters the atmosphere. This is a better movie. Just to let you the public Just to let you the public know, it's 11pm here and Joffrey, it's 12pm for you. Yep, so we've midnight. all gone a bit Giggle oh, crazy. On, Luffy, we? <laughs> this is I. I want to come back and pitch this new film where Tom Cruise drives his motorcycle from the moon to the earth. <laughs> That's my favorite oh. idea of, of, of all time. Um, the latest Mission Impossible. The next Mission Impossible. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, in space. Mission Impossible in space. It's Mission Impossible. Be the dark side of the moon. <laughs> oh, no, it would just be called soundtrack Dark Side. Floyd. <laughs> Mission Impossible Dark Side, of course it would. Yeah, yeah Mission Impossible And the entire and third brilliant. act sinks exactly, sinks exactly to Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. This is a better like idea than anything we've come up with today. So <laughs> Actually, is, if I can pitch my, my backup idea, I think. Oh, of course, yeah. Please do. <laughs> so, really, I, I'm, I'm not sure this is worth your time, but fine. <laughs> so, Die Hard. 
<laughs> die Hard. Yes. This is my last. This just Die Hard. So there's this this uh, villain who kidnaps people and their families mm-hmm. and holds the families hostages as mm-hmm. hostages so that and then forces them to race in a hunger style only one can survive uh, death races and they get in cars and this and it's a racetrack full of traps right and, and that's it <laughs> <laughs> and they all die hard so, so, that's literally it <laughs> I'm, yeah I mean we could add a family there, the guy who wants to survive to get back to his family. But at the end of the day, it's it's a Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, oh, like, like, a grind, like Grindhouse-y type. Meets... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's just blood and corn. <laughs> so that was my first idea. I'm glad I thought that um, Yes, yeah, so, so am I. I'm glad that you like tugged at our heartstrings and gave us something that like you started by saying, oh, it's you know like the trenches of World War One and stuff like that. I'm yeah. glad you moved from um, man in car, journey. smash things. <laughs> die dies hard yeah <laughs> oh, so yeah maybe i do have some pent-up aggression right, yeah. right. <laughs> honestly mission impossible dark side love it come to us macquarie yeah. we'll write it So that's those were some some incredible ideas. Um, I'm all I can now think about is is Tom Cruise in space and Tom and Cooper. and him somehow mixed in with with uh, some sort of diehard um, <laughs> death race type thing. Um, it's just overridden all the good work that, that you guys put in. But that, but but that's Clued. that's the beauty. <laughs> that's the beauty of these titles, and I'm really glad we could take some Christmas titles and 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 do something different with them. And that's that's the wonderful thing about a title. I, I like I love titles to films. I think they're the most important part. The film has to be good, obviously, but I still I still love a title. And I and I and I, I why the decisions are made, why titles are the way they are. Some of them just astound me. So maybe we should do one on silly titles. If anyone wants to give us in the socials like bad titles, X versus Seva colon ballistic, that's a terrible title for a movie. Remember, keep an eye on our social media because we put up some really shit film titles that we find. Um, so if you see any others, please tag us in them and or post them on our Twitter and on our Facebook. You can find those uh, at slash dupe and same thing with instagram uh, chuck them in the reddit as well we've got a forward slash slash dupe uh, on the reddit so if you want to prove to us that there are some really awful titles mm-hmm. out there as sean said x versus sever colon ballistic you know that's awful um but let's see what you got yeah we may even end up using them um in an episode later on a bonus one you know what you're missing out on is tran- title translations. Oh, Ridiculous title God, translations. You're so right. God, yes. Because in Spain, at least for a long time, we had this thing where when they translated the title of a film, it had to be really explanatory. Right. So, okay. for example, like Paint Your Wagon. Yeah. You remember that wonderful movie? Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> was Classic. translated as The Legend of No Name City. Um, <laughs> That's such a or, great title. Uh, some Like It Hot. Uh huh. The translation for some like it hot is put a skirt on and go crazy. <laughs> That's, Joffrey, I would be honoured if you would come back for a, a special episode um, where we look at titles. Yeah. Title. I will, I, I'll do some research because there, there are some amazing gems that, out there. That would be amazing. I'd be put a skirt on and go crazy sounds like a good Saturday night. 
<laughs> that is a fantastic instruction, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so we're at the point where I mean, we just had, we just went through six fantastic ideas with our adjudicators in our last episode. Um, Rosie Pearson and James Pearson of Pearson Casting. Um, they, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, they uh, adjudicated on uh, the previous six films and picked a winner. And you need to go back and listen to that because um, they're they're thought process. I mean, they came out, this, this is diametrically opposed to this episode. They came out from a very sort of uh, industry uh, viewpoint and, and, and it was really interesting to see how they broke down the ideas and, and how they sort of um, scalped the, the winner uh, that rose out of the top, uh, like the cream from the barrel. So that was, that's, I really enjoyed that episode and as I enjoyed this episode. Um, so we've, what's, what's our plan for Christmas? What are we doing? Well, this officially marks the last episode of Slash Tube for 2020. Mm-hmm. We've had a great year uh, producing from yeah, episodes not, not one. Yeah, not anything out there. The rest of the year has been terrible. <laughs> but in terms yeah. of producing Slash Tube, it's been Slash Tube has been a good year. Ever but been. We've, said, we've said in previous episodes, uh, we've had guests come on and said this has been the highlight of their year um, in this awful year. You know, we've brought joy to people's commutes, as Joffrey has has said um and i think you know we've all enjoyed doing it sean described it earlier in a message he said it's like a hot bath you know like you spend ages filling up and then as soon as you're in there you love it and you don't ever want to leave and that's i think a really good analogy for yeah, because it was far more graphic (laughs) than i I needed i just wrote slowly (laughs) in the story that i told you guys about but Um, so (laughs) this episode obviously out on the 18th of december we're going to take a break uh we're going to take a break over christmas and new year so we will be back on the 8th of january 2021 uh, to give you your newest episode of slash tube Yes, and if you're missing Slash Loop in the meantime and you have some time, if you're out of the office, if you're at home or if you're trying to get a break from the family, if you're lucky enough to be able to see them, um, then send us a message on our socials. Let us know what films we should do. Give us some titles. We're really looking to you guys to, to especially as we close off the series uh, eventually and we need your uh, your input. I just want to say, I know we haven't, picked a winner i know we're not picking a winner in today's episode but joffrey man your idea was so good that if we had a winner i would volunteer if i won on the rare occasion i would give it up for your for your idea and i absolutely think it should be entered as a wild card that's yeah that's a good point and i think it's Mm. it's something that like you know if if we get a bit of support online and that seems to be the consensus we will i i would happily put that in as a, oh, thank you. That, I mean, to be honest, it was just my romance, my romantic side. But That's, I will yeah, get was, all it? my friends to aggressively email you saying, yeah, we it. loved his <laughs> idea, his best. <laughs> Your vote only counts if you subscribe to us um, <laughs> and you uh, pay for our lowest level Patreon. I was just actually thinking if you get any extra spare Christmas money, mm. that's somewhere that you could maybe support us because as we go into mm. the new year, it, this takes this is fun for us to we love doing yeah. it but obviously it takes some work and takes effort um and we'd really like to be able to deliver like super high quality uh podcasting which we you know maybe we have or haven't in the in the past but we'd really like to keep doing mm. that and we'd like to be able to contact as many people around the world keep all our guests being around there mm. and that's going to involve just a, a little bit of help and if you get a load of christmas money from granny that you don't know what to do with Put it in a Patreon, you can be in the trailer. Mm. That'd be nice. 
That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And, yeah, and commit now if you're a real fan. Commit now before Ooh, you even know the winner. Buy it for someone else as their present. <laughs> buy it for someone else as their present. <laughs> They'd love you for that. <laughs> and they don't even know what film they're going to be in because we don't even know what the winner is yet. But it doesn't it's matter. It's the perfect Christmas gift, actually, the more I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I've ever seen you shill anything, Dan. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed by that. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> it was a real pleasure to do this. And I'm really looking forward to, despite uh, the the... The Christmas that has been altered, we are. We know that we will still find ways to celebrate and, and be thankful. Um, so I just want to say, Dan and Ryan, thank you very much. Have have a have a merry Christmas. Um, thank and you, I'll, Sean, I'll you. see you in the love new you, year when it's uh, when when we're allowed to. Joffrey, it's such a pleasure, such a pleasure to have you oh. on. It was Honestly. absolute an absolute delight to be here. Um, and I think I just might fly over and force you all into quarantine with me because <laughs> uh, this has been a delight. And I, I, yeah, this was soul food for the soul. Oh, thank you. thank you. A real pleasure. And we will absolutely have you back on. If, if not for an episode where we look at um, translated titles, then for any any other episode, we'll, we'll gladly have you back. So if, you, if you'd be happy for that to happen, we would be more than happy to have you back. Mm. <laughs> yes please yes all the time <laughs> all right lots of love everyone stay safe over, over merry christmas. christmas merry christmas merry christmas Studios 2020. What's up, danger?